Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. Thanks for listening. My guest today is Kelly Farrow. Before we get to Kelly, I have a few announcements. First and foremost is the website, TravelTalesPodcast.com. Go there. You can see stories that I've written, stories that some of the guests have written. You can see links to our social media. You can see links to the guest social media. And by our social media, I mean, of course, Instagram. We're Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. And then, of course, there are links to our Facebook page and links to Stitcher Radio and Apple Podcasts. And if you are listening to us on any of those formats, I will ask, as I always do, to give us a good rating because that helps more people find the show by boosting our presence. And that's always a cool thing to do. Hey, you think it'd be good for the show? You know somebody will be good for the show? Well, then by all means, write me an email at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. I take all suggestions and also... If uh, you want to ask me any kind of questions, maybe you're looking for a little travel advice. Maybe you can give me some travel advice. Maybe you just want to say nice things about the show. Well, either way, you can write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. Okay, Kelly Farrow. Kelly is someone I've known for years. I've met her through uh, Travel Massive, which is the organization. We're going to talk about it a little bit during the interview, but... Travel Massive is basically a meetup group for uh, travel professionals that hold events in various places throughout the country. There are chapters all over the country and the world, actually. And Kelly is in charge of the LA chapter. She's a travel host, writer, videographer, and new mom. So you can imagine that uh, if it was tough to get our schedules to match up before, once the baby came, well, she was uh, her time was limited. Let's face it, those babies, they're high maintenance. It's like you got to feed them. You got to put clothes on them. It's always something with those kids. So anyway, she's a new mom. And as you can imagine, that's had an impact on not only her life, but her career as well, because now she's focusing a lot on uh, mom travel and and how to travel with a, a young one. So as life changes, so changes our work. But the good thing is we both live in the same town, and she was nice enough to come over on a Monday night after the baby went to sleep, of course, and talk about her life, her career, and everything else. So please enjoy my conversation with the lovely and charming Kelly Farrow. Kelly Farrow, this has only taken, what, five years for you to get here? Yes, sir. Finally and do it. All of our (laughs) friends have done this show. It's true. And now you you finally made it. I mean, I was traveling and then this You're busy. Baby, you went and had a baby. Blah, blah, blah. Again with no the baby excuse. Oh, the baby. I'm going to use it forever. How old is she now? She's almost 10 months. 10 months. Yeah, almost walking. Okay, now have you traveled with the baby yet? I have. I took her to Italy, which was the big trip. Whoa. Yeah, a 14-hour direct flight from LA to Rome with a five-month-old was interesting, to say Whoa. the least. Um, why would you do so? Why would you do this? Because it's Italy, and I'm you know a traveler. She won't remember. I don't care. It was for me. <laughs> I needed some Italian food and some wine, 
And also like I wanted to see if I could do it. So right. if we could hack it. And also, you know, I hadn't been traveling for five months and I needed I needed something to look forward to too, like something big. Because we'd done the cross-country trip a couple times to see grandparents, and I took her up to Sonoma with my mom. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so my mom and I she had wine. She did a little wine, wine tasting? Yep, yeah, she okay. had a little wine sure. tasting via the breast Start them young. Whatever, Start them young. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we took her to Italy. We were there for a week. Definitely a different type of travel, but it was awesome, and I don't regret it. The hardest part was the flight, obviously, but once we got there, we just hunkered down in this tiny little Tuscan town, and we did her naps there. While she was napping, one of us went out and walked around, and then the other one you know, stayed and like read a book. And then we just did little date, like little 20-minute trips with her. We took her to lunch. We were the first people at dinner at like <laughs> of course. seven. And they're all know? eating at like 10. Exactly. They all think we're <laughs> Italian crazy. style. That's how they know the Americans and the Germans. <laughs> they're like eating dinner at six o'clock. <laughs> we're like knocking on the door. <laughs> and then we're like, wine, please, wine. Signore, I know. we just finished lunch. <laughs> but it was so fun. And we have like the funniest pictures of her. And all the Italians are so nice and gracious. Yeah. It really reminded me that like European culture is so baby friendly. And American culture isn't. No, we don't it like them. It was shocking. No. Oh, they're in the way. They're they're not good consumers. Yeah. Well, their parents are, but but like, and if they're God forbid loud at a restaurant, you get like a lot of like glares. There, mm-hmm. it's like the couple comes over oh. and picks them up. Oh, Mambina, blah blah blah. Like so cute. It was great. I loved it. What uh, what town in Tuscany? We chose Pienza because okay. it was. What a is very, that near? It is like it's a great location actually. It's in Tuscany. It's about thirty minutes from like Montepulciano, Montalcino, so all like the Brunello, beautiful like rolling hillsides. You know the um, epic scene in Gladiator where he's like going home. Do you know that scene? Kind of. It's like this famous scene where he's going. Where he's home. dying. Oh, spoiler alert! Sorry. <laughs> No, he's going home and it's like these like beautiful fields with like cypress trees. Yes. It was all filmed right there. Like that's like what oh, it looked like. It was just gorgeous. Beautiful. So we could take lots of little day trips every day. And Romantic it was with a, your mom. Yeah, no, oh, that, that was, was with your that husband. Was okay. the, yeah, that was the hubs. But it was, <laughs> it was so great. So I know this is a big, uh, well, women, it's, uh, it's a big deal for travel writers and, and people who work on the road. Uh, your 20s, it's great. Yeah. It's like, we're seeing the world, man. And then all of a sudden, you're, it's like, ooh, if I'm going to have a kid. Yeah. And men don't have to stop and think about this usually. That's true. So was this, how big of a decision professionally? Because traveling is your business. Totally. I mean, were you really worried that it's going to be, this is going to cost your business? We should t- say to people yeah. what you do. You're yeah. a video, you're a, a I don't know. I don't, blogger's not a good... Ter- Blogger, but like I would say a more travel. of a travel video journalist. Okay. I've done video. Video's been really my thing since the get-go, since 2008. Um, so, and I do, I, do, I do blog and I do write for different publications and stuff and I love that. That's like kind of my background. I started a travel magazine in college. I worked at Nat Geo in college. So I was always in like writing in magazines, but the video was really where I tried to differentiate myself and it's been fun. It's been a, quite a ride. Video's but, changed a lot. Yeah. But is now that you have the baby, though, yeah. did you say, okay, now I'm going to do more of like a, a mom-type travel thing, or is this a switch? It's a, that's a great question, and it's like one I ask myself almost daily. It's tough. I mean, I knew I, was gonna ha- I wanted to have kids, and I knew that that was kind of a, you know, going to happen no matter what, and I just had to figure out how to make it work. So we, 
it's basically been kind of trial by fire. Like I've been trying to figure it out, taking her on trips. I really want to travel with her and I really want to go into the mom travel because that's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about being a mom, but I'm also still very passionate about traveling. (laughs) And also it's so much harder now. And I feel like people really need help. Like I read a million blogs, like search was Googling everything, what to pack, what to buy, what to bring, how to handle long flights with infants. I Google, I searched that like a hundred times before my trip. So I can only imagine other people out there. It's something that's really daunting and you want everybody's support. So I feel like it, there's almost seems like more of a purpose to my travels now and to what I'm doing now because I feel like I'm really helping people. So of all the things you read, what came up that you didn't expect? What was the surprise? Um, it was like, boy, I didn't think this was going to be a pain, but it turns out it is. Well, I was really nervous about like feeding her on the plane because I was breastfeeding and I was like, gosh, there's all these people around. And, and is that I a really big deal? I mean, do people complain? I guess they do. People are uptight about everything. Yeah, people are uptight. And I was kind of just like, I felt uncomfortable with it. And then once I got there, I was like, oh, I don't give a shit. And like, <laughs> and it was totally fine. And it was like very, I, that was like something I was really concerned about that I was actually like totally fine. Um, nothing. I mean, the big, <laughs> the biggest thing that I read was like, everything's going to go wrong and you're going to be exhausted and your baby's going to be screaming and overtired and you're just going to have to get through it and it'll be fine the next day. Like just push (laughs) through it, smile and just like let everything go because everything's off schedule. It's hard enough to travel as adults, you know, and go through time zones and all that, let alone a baby that has no idea what's going on and why they're surrounded by all these bright lights and people and whatnot. So yeah, there's challenging times, but for me, like the good outweighed the bad for sure. What do you do with their, I've never had a baby myself, but (laughs) what do you do with their ears popping on the... Oh yeah, you're supposed to either like nurse them or give them a pacifier on takeoff and landing. Okay. Just so that they're doing that like kind of, kind of how they tell you to chew gum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of just so you're like sucking or doing something to kind of relieve the pressure. Okay. Knock on wood, we've had no problem with that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So did, did you have a direct... From L.A. to, like, Direct Rome? L.A. to Rome, oh, yeah. And that's then a lot. renting a car and driving to Tuscany. How much did she sleep on so the flight? So, the way there, she slept about six of the 15 hours. Mm. The way back, about, like, a half an hour. Oh, no. <laughs> so, the way there just happened to be, like, uh, during her bedtime. The way back was just her uptime. And she's just, like, a really <laughs> alert little baby that anybody that walked by, she was, like, trying to smile at them and right. get their attention. And then there's screens around. She's staring at other people's screens, like, because we don't let her really watch TV. And she's oh. like, what are those? That's awesome. <laughs> so, it was just, it was a lot of... Like my husband and I trading off, walking her up and down and just like, you know. Do babies get jet lag? Do their sleep patterns get all weird? They mean, yeah, they get jet lag. So when we first got there, we had to get up in the middle of the night and like play with her because she just thought it was morning. So we would like get up for like two hours and like play with her. (laughs) It was like two in the morning and I was like half delirious but we kept the lights low and then we kind of got her back to bed and it she kind of just it took like two or three days and she kind of got into it so that's why I really firmly believe believe that I need to do longer trips now before I used to jet in here jet there now it's like go to one place hunger down for two weeks because the hardest part is getting there and getting them on the schedule and then once they're on it things are so much easier right did she yeah. try gelato yet for the first time? <laughs> she had a little gelato there and she was like barely eating solids at that point. But now she's eating everything and we're taking her to Mexico in a month. So she's going to have oh, a her lot first burrito. Yes. Good. That's Guacamole. Good. Do you want to give Mexican margarita. food to a baby? Well, I guess Mexican babies eat it. 
I mean, well, you think you enjoy changing diapers now? Wait till oh that. God. Oh, that's gonna be great. Yeah, that's what a- is this taco night? Ew. Perfect. <laughs> Refried bean night. Woo! Oh my god, it'll just look the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you get the travel bug? early did your parents take you a lot yeah my parents had me later on in life and they I remember my first flight was like when I was three and I remember the flight I remember looking out the window and I remember we went to the Bahamas I remember like New York uh I grew up in Vermont so okay I don't know how they did it but yeah from maybe probably Boston um yeah I just from a very early age was introduced to the idea that there's a lot more out there than my little tiny town of Woodstock, Vermont. Woodstock, Vermont. Yeah. That sounds so pretty. It was really pretty. Um, It still is currently pretty. How far from Burlington (laughs) is that? It's like two hours. Okay. Everything's two hours from Burlington. Vermont's not that big. I know. There's an iconic covered bridge. There's like a little downtown. My dad has a jewelry store right on the green. Like it's very charming and quaint. People from Boston go up for like the long weekend. It's very cute. And they see the leaves change. Did the leaf peepers come Oh my God, the leaf peepers. We used to hate the leaf peepers. (laughs) It's big money though. It was, yeah. And it was like, it's the busiest season. And sell them some maple syrup. Mm -hmm. My dad was like so happy when the tourists were there. Um, No, lovely, idyllic place to grow up in. But I just always was very like itching to go. I had a lot of energy. As you know, I'm always like wanting to go somewhere, do something. So it was kind of a no-brainer for me. My mom said she'd come in and see me on my bed with just like books of like countries and maps all around me and just being like, I want to go here, here, here. Like I was... (laughs) Very early on, was just ready to. Do were you an it. only child? No, I had two older brothers, but they're a lot older. Like oh, they're way gone before. Yeah, you. they were eleven and fifteen years older. Oh God! Wow. Yeah. They're like having uncles more like, than I know, or like other fathers <laughs> who are stricter than my own <laughs> right. father. Yeah. Great. You think yeah. one's tough enough? Wait till you have three fathers. Yeah. The brothers really, really know like where I'm going instead of oh, Dad, I'm going to my friend's house. No, you're not. Nah. You're going to that party. I'm like shush. <laughs> <laughs> I know my we have uh I'm in the middle but we have an older brother and I have a younger sister but okay. we're only like 2 years apart. Okay. But my sister hated it because you know she used to hate cuz we used to cuz they used to wait up for her. You know when they go out, you know, cuz you just worry, I guess. <laughs> yeah. More for and she, you know, they would go to sleep for us, you know. Oh my god, that's <laughs> like so they funny. wouldn't wait up for us. Different with And I've been like rolling in at any time, but it's like yeah. if she was out, they were waiting up till she got home. Yeah. And they're like, what what why do they get to come in anytime? <laughs> it's like, hey, we're guys. Oh god. Tough luck, sister. It's unfair. But I can already <laughs> see it now in my husband with my daughter. He's like so nervous about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know how any guys have daughters. I really don't. Just, Daddy, I want to go to prom. Nope. <laughs> nope put on your put on your big clown shoes and stay in i joked that she had like a boyfriend in one of our little baby classes i was like oh yeah this boy like they always play don't together. even joke about that my husband got so <laughs> upset i was like she is like six months old yeah it's fine <laughs> so uh okay so you're growing up in vermont yeah skier yeah do you go stow i've never skied in vermont yeah stow is beautiful everybody says it's icy it's so icy. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I mean, once I skied out of Vermont, I realized that like, Vermont oh, skiing really sucks. Right. But I said the same thing about Wisconsin, <laughs> where I learned. Is that where you learned? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's just little, there's quote unquote mountains. Okay. But I mean, they're big hills. But I mean, there are ski resorts area you oh, know, up I there. I didn't know that. But it's literally just five minute ride. Then okay. you wait in line again, five minute ride. And then when I went to Colorado for the first time, I was like, yes. oh, blown oh, away. Oh, this is skiing. Yeah. I get it. I have to take a break halfway through because I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. And it's getting also down the mountain. was always freezing and like, yes. you know, the weather was bad. But oh. then I skied in Utah and I'm like, it's blue skies. I could be in a t-shirt. Yes. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was so yeah. great. But, you know, it's winter like 
10 months out of the year so you have year. to do something yeah so i played ice hockey and i skied oh really mm-hmm. hockey yeah mm, vermont you, it's like everything. yeah that is what hockey. you do <laughs> i went to a um uh vermont lake monsters baseball game oh. in burlington okay they're like the double a minor league team okay okay it was fun i was just driving through because so that funny. was one of like uh, it was i went to a wedding my cousin got married in uh Newport, Rhode Island. Oh, cool. And there was, at that time, there was, this is about five years ago, there was five states I hadn't been to oh. yet. And three of them were Maine, Vermont, and New Hampshire. So I was like, wait, I, I could just rent a car and just drive around. Damn, <laughs> I, I yeah. can knock that out in a weekend. Yeah. So, no, Vermont was like exactly how I thought it would be. Yeah. Burlington. I went, you know, I went to Tom, uh, uh, Ben and Jerry's. I, I almost said Tom and Jerry's. <laughs> uh, of course, I did that. Yeah. And then I think I went to... Um, the Norman Rockwell oh, home cool. and museum. I got a yeah. speeding ticket. Nice. There. Of course. Just so people know, there's it's a speed trap right outside. The, <laughs> they see you coming. That's they know. Funny. And there's those out-of-state out of license plates. Oh, that, they do. They're all over it. They do know that. See, you're a big speed trap up yeah. there. But it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so Vermont. Yeah. Vermont is very Vermont. It's very Vermont, and it doesn't change. <laughs> and the Still capital very Vermont. was so small. Yeah. The capital is kind of like a... Yeah. Yeah. It, was just, it might have been the smallest capitals. Is it the smallest one? I in the country, that, but I have no idea. I've been to Montpelier be like close. once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you? Unless no. you had a jury duty or something. Yeah, no. <laughs> Not the best. Stowe's really pretty though. Yeah, Stowe I've heard and that. Woodstock are very pretty. Manchester's pretty. Okay. Yeah. So, when was it always California for you, or was that just after college? Is like I'm going to be on TV. <laughs> I'm going to be in show business. I'm going to be in show business. Yay. Um. Well, I went, I went to school in Boston, and then I oh, went so right jealous. after... I don't even know where you went, but I'm jealous of everyone who goes to school in Boston. It was because it has the most yes, colleges. It's the biggest college town in, ever. Yeah, It's in like the US. 50 colleges or something like that. I think it is the most college students it's, in the It's US. crazy. Yeah, it's super fun. You go out, and there's just like BC and BU and yeah, Harvard. And Emerson, and then, yeah, Emerson. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Harvard. Actually. You yeah. went to Tufts. Okay. Yeah. And then after that, I went down to New York, and I knew I wanted to work in... TV journalism in some way, and I um, was fortunate enough to get a job at NBC as a page, and that was my first job, and kind of got me into the whole TV production side. Worked on Saturday Night Live and worked on the Today Show and had crazy hours, so like super early in the morning and super late at night, but you kind of were just the gopher. You just did everything, but you were there. You're at like involved with everything, meeting all the celebrities. It was very cool. Give me one good SNL story. Give me your best oh, SNL man. story. Man, well, I snuck into the after party of the finale, which was like a really big deal. Finale of the season. Finale of the season. So they have parties. Uh, and who was on the cast this, at this time? This was like Kristen Wiig before she was famous. Oh, okay. Um, there was, who else was there? There was like big people. I'm like forgetting because I like saw Kristen Wiig and talked to her for a while. So I was like, <laughs> really excited about that. Um, but they have parties after every show. Yeah. And they're called after the after party. And then they have the after after. And then have you heard of this? Yeah. And then they have the after after. So I've been to like the I've been to the three af like the after 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 party quite a few times. It was like five in the morning. But then the finale one's a big deal. And it was oh, at sure. Rockefeller Center. It was on the ice skating rink. They took out the whole thing. And I don't know, this bouncer just had no idea. I just showed him my page badge and just like act all, all confident and he just let me in. I was like Yes. And it was so cool because we were like very obviously it was me and a couple of friends and we were very obviously shouldn't have been there but mm. we were you know ordering drinks next to like yeah. Steve Carell this is like, something attractive hey. women can do that uh, <laughs> most fellas can't get away with flashing half flashing a badge to a bouncer and just 
oh, we're just going to get drinks. Oh, really? Come on in. I get the big Heisman, the big hand in the face. Let me see that. Oh, yeesh. But yay, take advantage of it. Like, it was fun. So did you see any, I mean, was anybody, I was asked that because I did so many celebrity interviews yeah and stuff over the years but it was anybody like mean to you or was anybody super nice to you that really stands out um carson daly was super nice to me i had to like take care of him in the green room and bring him over and i like loved trl growing up so i don't know but i i didn't really like i wasn't very i wasn't very starstruck by him or anything but he was just went out of his way to be really friendly and really nice and like what's your name and then also conan o'brien i ran into him in the elevator um, so it was just, he walks in, the elevator shuts, and he's like the tallest man and yeah. he's super pale white with the bright red hair. And I was just like, Whoop. Yeah, he stands out. He <laughs> yeah. stands out. And he's like, hey, what what are you doing? And it was like the day before <laughs> Thanksgiving. And he's like, where are you going for Thanksgiving? And I was like, oh, I'm going to Vermont. And like, we had like a very awkward conversation <laughs> about that. But he was super nice. He like, they they made effort to talk to us, which was very nice. When did California come in? Um, so I lived uh, after NBC was only a year and then I worked at Trip Films, which is a travel video website. And that's kind of how I got involved in everything with travel and the video production side. And I was trip there phones? for Trip Films. Trip Films. Yeah. Awesome. So at the time, it was the first travel video website out there. So I, I worked there. I was like their third employee for seven years. Wow. So I was in New York for a while. And then, um, but California, I'd always wanted to move here. People who met me were like, are you from California? Just because I was <laughs> in New York City, everybody wears black and I was wearing like bright colors and right. loved the beach. Your, your North Face going yeah, around. Yeah, <laughs> I just like, I don't know. California just was always in me. And um, I came out here on an assignment on it with Amtrak. I took the train all the way from Chicago to L.A. And okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. It was... It sounds awful. Ridiculous. Um, what <laughs> How long made does it, it take? It, well, I think the train ride... We had to go straight. We didn't even get off. So okay. it, it was like 60 hours. Ugh. But we originally were getting off. But when we boarded the train in Chicago, it happened to be the polar vortex. So oh. it got delayed and delayed and delayed. So we ended up having to go all straight. And we were like stuck in Chicago. It was a crazy train ride. Um, a lot of Amish people. But anyway, we got <laughs> off uh, in L.A. and it was just like heaven. It was palm trees and warm and sunny. And I was just had left the East Coast and Chicago where everybody was like miserable and frozen. I was, and it was January and I was riding a bike on the beach and I just looked at my husband who is then my fiance and i was like what are we doing like why <laughs> this exists and we could do this and it just worked out with his job that he could move here they were like sure we're opening up an office there and so we were like okay cool and we moved within like four months so can he can he work remotely and travel with you or, so that was, i don't know what does he do now he uh writes for he's has his own tv show and he's a writer for that and he also writes movies oh well. yeah so, so he's kind of in the right time. yeah kind yeah. of yeah okay. it worked out yeah, that, that wasn't sense. originally but it just okay. kind of like it all it was just all fate showbiz yeah. showbiz the second we landed here i was like i'm never leaving california <laughs> <laughs> i love it so what happened to the film uh website so that Trip unfortunately films. tanked, but it was such a great stepping stone for me personally because I was kind of the head of production there, the head of editorial. I just was kind of doing, I was running the whole show. I was, you know, putting out our giveaways. I was interfacing with all of our filmmakers, finding new filmmakers, attaching them on projects, finding destinations to sponsor them. Kind of what I do now for myself, but I was doing it for everybody and it was great. And it also put me in a great spot to make a lot of connections and to really 
get a handle on the video travel video space and where it was going and kind of be at the forefront of it at the time. So it was awesome. And my boss was super flexible and he was like, yeah, if you want to go out on that production, go. And so I would go for a week here and there and I was in the office mostly, but I would travel like once every month or so. Right. And then I finally, before it went under, I was, uh, it just got to the point where I wanted to travel more and I was getting more offers to go. And so I was like, I got to make the split. So that's, I made the split as I came here. So when you, when you started your own, Mm. was it always like just kellyfarrow.com or did you have like, I don't know, what was the, what was the initial theme of it? Is there like a was there a direction you wanted to go? And went single women travel or something? Yeah, no, adventure. That's, that's a good question. There was my original one was called Get Lost, which was just kind of it was more like finding the local cool things to do. Um, and I always tried to interview locals and everyone or have locals take me around because that's how I like to travel. Like I don't I like to go to some place and then start chatting with people and figure out oh everybody's all mentioning this place or this area, this neighborhood, this hotel, you know. So that's kind of how I incorporated that into my show. And then I also really, really have a soft spot for hotels and like love luxury hotels. <laughs> so I have another show called Hotel Snob. That's because um, <laughs> that's what I am. And that focuses on sort of not just luxury hotels, but really unique, like, you know, eco-friendly lodges or like something that's like very out there that is like a memorable stay. Okay. I want to go back to the Amtrak just for a second. <laughs> Because that sounds particularly horrible. (laughs) 60 hours on an Amtrak. Um, What the hell did you do the entire time? And how often did it stop? How often did it delay? Because you hear these nightmare stories about Amtrak. Yeah. I haven't taken in that long of a a trip. I've taken shorter ones, but not cross country like that. It was wild. We were supposed to have a big car too, like a sleeper one. We couldn't do it because of the polar vortex. Everything was booked up. So we just had a little one where there were two seats. Like, we had a door, but it was two seats looking at each other, and they folded into bunk beds. Right. So just my husband and I staring at each other. Luckily, somebody gave us the tip that you need to bring on lots of food and alcohol. So we did that. Um, we would make like Makes every trip better. And we would watch... Uh, TV we would go to the observation there's like an observation car where you can chat with other people and like some of the people on that are pretty different and <laughs> it was what a nice way to put it it was uh, interesting because I was different so I was working uh, with Amtrak frightening is another word to... yeah and I was filming so I oh right I had a camera so it was so you had rights to shoot I had the... rights to shoot I was hired by Amtrak so oh, it was well, there interesting you go. Because I would go and I'd interview like the Amish like husband and wife, and I'm like, so why are you guys here? Yeah. Like it was really, it was really interesting. Everybody had their own crazy story. I remember one girl was just like, I hate flying. Like I just will get on a plane, and then I, I one, bet that's pretty common. Yeah, one guy was like, Oh, I'm here to meet people, and I was like, Okay, sixty mm. hours on a train, and Oof. like I feel like there's apps for that or something. But <laughs> anyway. Um, we did that. We did like yoga in the hallways because you just you feel like so like stuffed up. Like you yeah. can't like move. And it stopped for cigarette breaks like every couple hours. And I would just run off the train to like and get fresh air, air yeah. and then just run back on. Um, but yeah, I think if you're stopping and you're actually getting off, it can be a different experience. Also, I think the ones that go up and down the coast are, are pretty because you're looking at the yeah. beaches, the ocean. But if you're going cross country, that's a lot of Kansas. <laughs> that's a lot of Oklahoma. You're like, oh, yeah. boy, lot, hey, more corn. Look at that. And more corn. Well, it's my, still to this day, my most watched video series. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it has like a million views. That's great. Yeah. Did you get uh, into the um, engineers 
place? Did they let you go up to the... No, they didn't. I want to say steer it. Did they let you steer it off the... They didn't let me steer. <laughs> no, the, the... Blow the horn. I just wanted to... Whoo, I know. Gosh, choo-choo. they blow the horn all through the night, too, which like oh. wakes you up, which is very annoying. But um, no, everybody who worked there were super nice and friendly and like all smiley for the camera. And the food was like, okay. So I'm glad we brought yeah. our own. We hear but. all about Amtrak losing money every year. You know, every politician brings it up. What can Amtrak do to like... If you were going to give them one recommendation to hmm. fix it and make it popular, we need bullet trains, really. We need bullet trains. And I think we just need to take, yeah, we just need to kind of look at Japan and Europe and try to make it more of like a luxury, fun experience. I mean, the Orient Express, there's all this like romantic, like, you yeah, know. There's no romance on the Amtrak. No. And I think <laughs> if they just brought in a little bit of that and made it like you could enjoy the journey too. Yeah. I feel like people would be into it because especially in like California, I did one up to Santa Barbara. It was beautiful. Yeah. And I've done the Rocky Mountaineer train twice. Really? You know, up in Canada. Yeah. As a, once as a brand ambassador and I'll be going on it later in October as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, but it's two days, you know, and yeah. you're going through the Rockies and it's slow and it's, it's all about the scenery. Yeah. You know, and so they... And it's luxury, and it's nice. Right, right. So it's not like getting somewhere. I mean, right. it's, it's a, you know, it's nice. I understand some of the routes in the U.S. can be tough with that, but I don't yeah. know. I think of the Swiss trains I've been on, and it was like epic, and they I were know. historical inside, and you felt like you should dress up to get on them. I like, took the bullet fun. train from Tokyo to uh, Kyoto. Yeah. Oh, so nice. Yeah. And then you get off, and it's like, why do we not have these? I know. Why can't we just take one to Vegas? <laughs> it, should be, it should take like 45 oh minutes, right? Oh my God, everybody would be Every on time train. I drive to Vegas. And it'd be like such a party train yeah, too. Yeah, just, just right through the desert. Oh my God, that would be great. That's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, they talk about it. <laughs> There's, yeah, we're not going to get into that. Why? That gets shot down. Okay, so. I've been on did... the bullet trains in um, Japan too though and they're not quite as luxurious though they're really fast. Yeah. But... Have you been to mainland China? I have. I, I have not. I have. Where, where have you gone? I've been to China twice. I've been to Shanghai, um, Xi'an, and saw the Terracotta Warriors. Oh, you Warriors. saw the Terracotta Warriors? Yeah, I want to do that. really, really epic. It's a little um, out of the way, though, right? It's a separate yeah, trip. Yeah, you fly. You fly from Shanghai. Yeah. Um, and then I went to Beijing and saw the, did the Great Wall and did the Hutongs and... Um, my and you shot favorite. all this. We can see this. I shot and... all this. All This was a full series. That was for um, Wendy Wu Tours and... Um, China tourism visit China and then my most recent time was just last year um, right before I got pregnant actually I went to um, oh my god I'm blanking on the name right now in China yeah it was like the best place ever too um, is it where the big mountains are that are like like no, out of, um, it's, Avatar um, Suja. Suzhou. <laughs> yeah. S U Z H O U, but it's pronounced Suzhou. Okay. And it's a 30 minute bullet train from Shanghai, and it was like the birthplace of art and like luxury. And it was the summer palace for all the emperors. It basically was where they all went to do calligraphy and like go hang out in the beautiful gardens. And it was like. They're, they called it like the pleasure center. Oh, so right. It's I've like seen this video of yours. Yeah. Is yeah. there like canals there? And there's everything? canals there. It's yes. like the Venice of the East. Yeah, there's canals and it's all still intact, which is a big thing with China. They didn't preserve a lot of things. They just wanted oh, right. new and build on top. Yeah, but put they a mall actually, on, on mm-hmm. it. But they actually preserved a lot of the main old town and it's gorgeous and you really feel like you're in ancient China and not in like prefabricated, like, you know, fake style. It feels like really authentic. You can go into the old silk factory where they invented silk. 
Oh. They invented silk in that town. What and didn't it was they the invent? Beginning, they invented everything. Beginning of the Silk Road. There's a lot of history there. There's like little like tea houses and corridors you have to go through. And then there's like a, you know, majestic tea house. It's like very, yeah, it looks very beautiful. cool. Yeah, I liked it. Well, we both worked for uh, Myriad. You yeah. did, we did shows. I did the uh, Taiwan show. Yeah. And you did some, was it South Africa or Australia or something? Um, I did Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea, that's right. Yeah. I knew it was over there somewhere. Yeah, and I did Taiwan as well. Okay. Yeah. And that was fun. Yeah. Tell me about Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea was wild. It was, for me, I felt like I was a real, was like... scary? explorer um there's like well you're with a crew too. you're with a crew but you do exercise like a little bit more caution than you would probably but i felt pretty comfortable because i was on a tour it was i was working with ustoa at this time so i was on a like really luxury tour that was catered to just um it was just our crew and then like two other women so it was very hands-on we had a lot of people lots of guides um, we went to three different areas. We went to the highlands, which are like in the mountains. We went to the lowlands, which are um, along this like this Karawari River, which was that was my favorite part. And then we went to um, the area where it's called Tari, and it's where there's um, a lot of like tribal dances and like this like very each place has like there are known for their own like kind of tribes are different. And that one had like a lot of there had like the mud men and they had like their painted faces and there was just like it was really crazy um, and beautiful. And it was they were performing for us because we had cameras. So it was just like they were, you know, wanted to perform and wanted us to come into their homes. And it was everybody was so friendly and excited to have us there. I think the craziest part of it, though, was being on the Karawari River because you had to take a charter plane there and then a riverboat for like two hours. So you were in the middle of nowhere, no electricity. Wow. And there was a beautiful like lodge that you stayed at, but there was only electricity for like one hour a day at night. And then you like went to sleep. (laughs) Charge all your batteries. Yes, charged all your phones and batteries. (laughs) It was a little stressful with that. But also you don't want the light on at night because there's no lights anywhere. So all the mosquitoes and like giant things. I made the mistake of leaving the light on in my room when I went to dinner and came back and there was like bats and like all sorts of bats. things flying in my yeah because like, everything like came it was just like everything was in my room it was like Jumanji I opened the door I was just like oh my god <laughs> did you um, did you ever see uh is that where the orangutans are no I think that's Borneo Borneo I didn't see any right. orangutans There's, any wildlife there are really famous birds there um the bird of paradise is the most famous bird there so like there's a lot of people go to birders go there that's like right. very popular for them. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was more about the people. The people were really incredible. So your company or your website. Yeah. How does it the, like the business transaction usually happen? Like uh, I have a uh, place I want to show. I'm in charge of the tourism. I call you and say, hey, come shoot something. And you send them a budget. And we're, I'm bringing my own crew. Or is it like they have set all that up before you get there? Um. More or less, that's it. I mean, sometimes I reach out because there's certain places that I really want to go or there's certain like properties I want to film for that hotel show that I have. Um, sometimes, but majority of the time they come from, they come to me or it's like through relationships in LA, through Travel Massive, you know, people kind of know what I do. So they've come through me. Um, but that doesn't mean that like I haven't done completely separate things like CNN called up and was like, Hey, we have a whole crew, but we just want you to be the face as a travel blogger. So will you come to Japan? And I was like, okay, no, so, I won't. You no, know, I don't know all. about you guys. I'll think about sure it. You're really incredible. And you'll do all the work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So stuff like that was nice. Cause usually it's me bringing in the whole production. 
Um, right now, I've been doing some stuff with Santa Monica Tourism, which has been really fun. Oh, how convenient. Local. Hello. And it's all about family. My town. I know. So I've been uh, putting my daughter on camera, her first, her debut. Oh, you couldn't keep her out of the business. No, couldn't keep her out of the limelight. Man, already. <laughs> already. She's going to get some tood. She has yeah. her own agent. She's a little star. She like looks at the camera. She knows. <laughs> she knows. Where did she get that from? Where <laughs> would know. you possibly? Don't know. Uh, okay, so... If you had to look back on when you started your company to yeah. now, because we have people who listen to this and they, you know, they're in the same kind of business. They want to start their own. They want to be traveled. They want to do what you do. Yeah. What would you tell your younger self starting the business and knowing what you know now? Like, what was one of the biggest mistake you mm. think you made well, if you had to do it all over again? I, there was a couple mistakes because when I started at Trip Films, I wasn't allowed to put a lot of my videos on YouTube, and that was a bummer because if I had my all my videos on there since 2008, I think it would have been. Do they own them? Great. Is that why? Was that like? Yeah, at the time they wanted they wanted people to come to their platform. Sure. They yeah. wanted pe- and we had filmmakers uploading their own stuff through their own platform, which was unfortunate that. There, we didn't have the foresight to just incorporate YouTube and just do it that way. Um, so that was a bummer. And then also Instagram, I, w- I wasn't like a super early adopter. I wish I was a little bit earlier with that. I was like, I late? don't know about I don't this. get it. I don't, I don't know how to build an audience now. Is it, it's, it's hard. It's hard, right? Because there's it's so hard. many people. Yeah. I feel like it's gotten harder even just in the last like year or two. Like, and they change the algorithm. So, and, well, they change it all the time. All the time. And so yeah. all of a sudden... I'm, I see the same stuff from the same people. And it's like, why yes. am I not seeing? And yeah. I know they're, they're not seeing my stuff. Exactly. And they can kind of like push your stuff yes. down or put it up if they want. And it all depends on how much you are using the app. So if you're on the app all, the whole time, like all the time, they're going to reward you for that. And if right. you're really engaging with lots of people, they'll reward you. It's just, it's hard. So since hard you struck not. out on your own, are you more about YouTube now? Is that your thing? Yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm like a YouTuber because I feel like YouTubers are more like they record every day. It's them looking at the camera. It's them talking. I feel like I use YouTube more as like a platform to showcase all of the travel video content that I've created. So yes, I do feel like YouTube's my main platform, but I'm not like a YouTube vlogger in the same way. Um, I've actually been kind of transitioning just since I had a baby to do more blogging and to do more of that and to kind of go back on stories and be like, okay, I know that this place is more family friendly because of this. And I went there and I have pictures and stuff like that. So that's been kind of fun to kind of go back into the writing game a little bit more because it's a little bit easier for me to write than produce new content. Oh, you don't want to bring your baby all over the world 40 weeks a year? I'm leaving her actually. I'm going to (gasps) Switzerland on a shoot uh, for a week in about two weeks. Oh, we're in Switzerland. I'm going to Geneva. Oh, beautiful. I have. Yeah. Bring money. (laughs) It's not cheap. It is not cheap. But yeah, they'll they'll take good care of you. Yeah. I was there. I did a series for um, Swiss tourism, but now that a couple years ago, but this is just for Geneva. Oh. And I'm bringing my parents and they're part of the story. Lovely. It's their 50th wedding anniversary um, while we're there. And they had their honeymoon 50 years ago in Geneva. Oh, nice. And they're like old and like very excited. I hope they don't listen to this. Um, (laughs) My dad's like 78 and my mom's 74. And so this is like a big thing. They wouldn't go otherwise. So I kind of am pushing them along. And I'm taking a cameraman. Since they've been there. Yeah. And my dad's a jeweler. So he's excited about jewelry jewelry, watch and stuff. The only thing better if he was a banker too. (laughs) He's like, he's a... He's a banker jeweler. Oh, my God. He's going to be in heaven. 
And he eats a lot of cheese. Perfect. Well, he does eat a lot of cheese. Oh, man. Try the cheese. Yeah. I'm pretty excited uh, about that. Yeah. And, and the wine, chocolate's good. And chocolate. Yeah. 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 I think so, we'll be eating very well on that You'll trip. do fine. Yeah. So, um, are you going to ski while you're there? I don't think so. I think we're just going to hang out in Geneva, and then I'm going to stay after for a couple of days with just my parents um, around Lake Geneva in Vivay, which is this beautiful little charming town I've been to before. I want to show it to them. Charlie Chaplin used to live there. Oh, wow. So lovely. And then we'll take a historic train, actually, up into the mountains and check out the, like, Gestad. And oh, there's, um, beautiful. There's a fondue place that I love that I want to show them, so... So yeah, so that'll be fun. I'm just and then they're There's continuing. There's a fondue on. place I love in Switzerland. <laughs> that sounds nice. Very James Bond. You must try. You, you must try the fondue try. place. This fondue is with truffle. Where is it? Yeah, now you can give it. You can it's recommend in it to people. It's, uh, it's called Le Chalet, the oh, restaurant, typical. and they make it in a big giant copper pot over a fire. And there's a man there stirring yeah. it, and it's bubbling, <laughs> and you're just like salivating the whole time. And then you comes to your plate, and it's just it's so like homey and there's like cows outside you're like oh i'm eating that's where that that's came so from swiss. yeah so it's really nice what town is this in it's called chateau de, de. and it de. and it's not just um, something it's d-o-e-x oh okay they pronounce it like de. De. yeah okay they, it's probably pronounced slightly better than that but oh uh, no your your french is flawless yeah, sorry um but yeah, you can take a, a train from Lake Geneva up there, and it's like such a fun day. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. How long are you going to be away from the baby? So I'm only going for seven days. My parents are staying <gasps> oh, for another, yeah, another week. Um, I know. It's crazy. My husband's already like biting do? his nails and is super worried. Is he going to have help? <laughs> he does have help, help during the day when okay, he's at say. work, but... Just, you know, we like a full weekend. He's actually called his mom and his mom's coming. Oh, <laughs> called in the re- called yeah, in support. He did. I, I probably do the same thing. <laughs> but Ma, I need you. This is where this is where grandparents shine. This is your gig. Exactly. This she is why so you happy. are here. Um, so, OK, Switzerland, any other big trips coming up? That will take uh, Aurora is going to Cabo with us um, a week after that. And then I'm going to Martha's Vineyard for most of June. And I'm, we rented a house and we're just going to like hunker down there. Oh, that's lovely. My parents are coming and yeah, it'll be her first birthday there. So it'll be has, fun. Has she uh, been back to Vermont? Has she been to she Vermont? She just went over Christmas. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fun. Everybody was just all a Twitter about I'm her. I'm sure. She was the, the whole star town the knows. Show. <laughs> yeah. Look who's home. Yeah. I, pretty much, actually. <laughs> it's a very small town. <laughs> yeah, I know. It sounds like it. She's back from Hollywood. We see How's you. California? We see you on the, the little screen or the big screen. Or whatever. Um, okay. So all the places you've been, where's one place that's uh, on your bucket list, never been, dying to go to? Ooh, God, there's so many right now because I'm like, haven't been traveling as much. Um, I think I'm really dying to go to like Tanzania, Kenya, like do a joint trip there and to go. I recommend it. I, you've done it. I want to go kill see Manjaro. the migration. Oh, you did Kilimanjaro. Yeah, five years ago. Wow. And then I'm going to Rwanda this Are you going to see the gorillas? Yeah. I would love to do that. Um, Mike Dewey just came back from that. Did Who you did? See? Mike Dewey? No. I'll have to show you. Oh. He, he has some epic photos. He was like so close to the gorillas. Yeah. Um, I've known a few people that have gone and that's, yeah, it's been and on they my do list it right. forever. Rwanda is like all about conservation. And <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And you can do it in Uganda them. as well, but I guess Uganda is like half the price. Yeah. But, um, but I don't know. Rwanda, doing... like luxury tourism, Rwanda has really kind of saved you know, it's really brought Rwanda back. It's been 25 years yeah. since the genocide. Yeah. 
So they're doing good. Yeah. They're doing, they're doing good. Knock on. Okay, now you just added another place to my bucket list. So okay. that's on the bucket so list So Africa. Too. A lot of Africa. Yeah, a lot of Africa. I've done like Egypt and Morocco and South Africa, um, Zambia randomly, but I haven't done like the interior and I'd love to do that. Did Zambia, did you go to the uh, Victoria Falls? I did, yeah. See, I can't decide. I got a week after the gorillas. Should okay. I go there? It was pretty awesome. It's not easy to get to. No, I mean... Even not, from Rwanda, it's not easy to get to. The focus of... I didn't do a lot besides Victoria Falls. So the focus of that part of our trip was just Victoria Falls. So we did like a micro light around it, like flying up in the air. We swam to the edge, which I don't think you're allowed to do anymore, which is kind of... Which is probably the scariest thing I've ever Isn't done. Isn't the little... Uh, was Devil's Pool. Devil's Pool, mm-hmm. right? I see so many people take photos. I think you the, still do it. I think they closed it because I think somebody fell. Well, that was the bound to happen. The current is so strong. It doesn't look it in photos, but like it slams you against the edge. And you're just oh, like, I want to oh. do it though. No. <laughs> that makes you want to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And there's but, like hippos that might bite you. I know, you. hippos are dangerous. Did you do, uh, I know they have whitewater rafting there. We and there's bungee and stuff. No, we didn't do that eventually. Oh, no. uh, you weren't extreme. I mean, I thought the Devil's <laughs> Pool and the micro light was pretty, pretty extreme, good. but so no. Th- but I thought it was really cool. We stayed at a beautiful hotel where like the zebra were roaming outside our door. Oh wow! Yeah, maybe I'll great. get the name of that place. Yeah. So what did you? Where did you fly in from and out of? We were doing a whole thing in South Africa, so I think oh, we flew. South Africa. Yeah, I think okay. we flew out in of Johannesburg. Joburg. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I saw some flights going in and out of there, but. I don't know. There's so many places. There's in so Africa many places. It's huge. Go. Yeah, it's huge. Zanzibar. I still haven't been to Egypt. I was in Zanzibar after Ooh. the, the hike. Really? After te- after Kilimanjaro. Yeah, so I went like there to just relaxed. chill. For, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Was Egypt's pretty, nice. pretty epic too. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, but I'm worried it, it might was be too a hot. whole other trip. I'm worried it's though. too hot when I'm there. Oh, I don't know about that. that Late June. True. Yeah, maybe. I went in March. Oh. Yeah. Was it hot then? Pretty hot. Yeah. Uncomfortable, right? I mean, I like to be hot, so it was okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, now, you're, uh, is there one country that you probably, you're okay if you never get back to? You're like, you know, that wasn't, I'm good if I never come back here. Get back to? Yeah. Uh, so I've been there already. So you've been there, and you went there, and you're like, nah, I'm good. This was, seen it, been there. Like, checked it off? Yeah, no need to go back. Um, I definitely feel that way about, like, some little islands I've been to. Um... They were just like not that memorable. But There's a lot of that, especially in the Caribbean, I find. Yeah. They run together after a while. I've been doing a lot of cruises. and. Oh, oof. yeah. I felt like some like Antigua. <laughs> yeah. The people yeah. were like the locals were, did not really appreciate us being there. And it was very obvious and I felt uncomfortable. With yeah. That. It's, it's, Caribbean is tough. I mean, yeah. culturally, they all kind of run together after a while and the locals are poor. You know, so yeah. once, you, once you get off the main tourist path. It's right. uh, it's, it's rough when you see how they're living and you're just like, ooh, yeah. boy. And there's you know, something to be Saint dangerous. Lucia. Oh, yeah. you did? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I really love St. Lucia, but I did a, a, a video series for St. Lucia before I got married there and definitely saw the like disparity of like yeah. the Jade Mountain Resort looking at the Pitons, the most famous, you know, hotel there. And then like, you know, the steel shacks and like, it was, it's crazy. Give me your worst uh, mishap that ever happened while you were shooting something technical mishap or something um did just like somebody take the not take the lens cap off something oh my <laughs> Any, god anything get ruined uh did you lose batteries did you yeah we've i mean i've had all of these things if not the lens cap luckily <laughs> it's like uh like, did we record sound there oh sorry didn't get the sound so many of those things have happened i'm trying to think of like a good story about it i think um 
when we were in South Africa, we were on a safari and they, we, you know, they're very early in the morning. So you're kind of like bleary eyed. And I also had to like look nice. So I had to put on makeup <laughs> and like do my hair. So I was up an hour before like 4am and we had went out and we saw like this, um, this male lion had just made a kill and it was like, we just turned to the corner and it was like fresh and it was like epic. We were so excited. And I think that we filmed it, but some, my cameraman, I think he like messed up with something. So he ended up not like fully recording it. So when we came back, we were looking through our footage and it was like, he recorded right before and then right after and He (laughs) he was just like so embarrassed. And we were, it was, that was kind of devastating, but I don't know. I mean, we've so many things have happened and I feel like what at the end of the day, I would be really upset about lost footage or like, you know, a GoPro dying in the middle of the best shot. But you kind of forget that and you just take like what you have and then it ends up working out. You know, have you ever had any government officials step in and go, no, don't shoot that. Do that. Like was China like all up in your business? For sure. Yeah, (laughs) we we had a drone. So the drone never left the airport. It got confiscated at the airport. They just wouldn't, weren't going to have it. We had like permits and all this stuff for it. We had gone through all the right channels. No, they're just like, they just didn't care. So that oh. was tough. Um, you got it back or do you never? Yeah, on back? the way out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, when you say confiscated, it's like, oh, no, we're, this is ours now. We ended up getting it back. We built yeah. it in China. We're taking it back. Drones are tough. They, like people get so scared and so yeah. weird about them. Um, well, you're going to spy. That's why. Gonna... I know. I know. I think it's even. I've heard some bad stories about drones, even in LA. Oh sure. Going over the wrong person's house and oh, stuff yeah. like that. There's a lot of rules. Yeah. A lot of rules that a lot of people don't follow. <laughs> yeah, they do a lot of guerrilla shooting yeah, with them. Yeah. For sure. Did you ever have to? Uh, did you ever sneak some footage that you weren't supposed to get? Like, yeah, I think we definitely have done that. But <laughs> I think it was tough because a lot of times we're working for the destination. So oh, yeah. if they're like, you know, they'd be like, we love this shot, but we can't use it because they'll see it or they'll know. So we've had to pull some shots like that. Who are the toughest clients to work for? Like, uh, who are the best clients? You don't have to name people, but the yeah. type of person. Are they all up two hands on or they're like, or do they write a script? Sometimes you're like, we that's not. Yes, we- definitely. Um, the ones that are almost like, to, I love it when the client's like really interested and excited. So if they're, they want to be involved with the process, that's great. But sometimes they want to micromanage it and that can be tough. But it's just really, usually during the shoot, everything's fine. And then when you come back and you show them the first draft and then they want to change that, like they basically want to invent shots that you never even had access to shoot, right. you know? And they're like, well, can you make it like, look, a li- it looks a little bit dark. And I'm like, well, it was like raining that day. So <laughs> I don't really know what to do bar like, you know, change the weather. So stuff like that. I found, um, we've had a lot of like challenges with that, but you know, yeah. that's a lot of people are very proud of where they are too. It's not only their job, but they like want to want it to look good. And so they just, it's, you sometimes know. some days you're out there shooting it doesn't look good i know and then you gotta finesse it somehow but they're like hey it was a it was an ugly day yeah and it's not gonna look great right it's not gonna look great that happened to me in like rocky mountaineer you know they would bring us up on right around april like yeah. late april, right before the season starts yeah so it would be like a, a fam to like a press tour the week before you know the big opening for the year but it's april and it's Canada, so it's like still snow on the ground. It's gray. It's raining. It's cool, and it's like, and then they show us our their stock footage, which is shot in like August. <laughs> it's green and beautiful and lush, and you're like, well, 
your footage looks 10 times better than yeah. anything I'm going to shoot here. Yeah. And it looks like two different places because it's so, there's not even leaves on the trees oh my God. when I'm there. <laughs> it's like, That's so true. So this year we're going in October and I'm hopefully like maybe we'll get the leaves, leaves changing, Ooh. which would be nice. You, know? you reminded me of a travel mishap just then. Um, okay. We went up to uh, Churchill, Manitoba. Oh, way up there. Yeah, and it was in November, so the weather was like not uh, great. Yeah. It was, I was the coldest I've ever been, and I like grew up in Vermont. Oh, I know. Oh, no, that's nuts up there. It's nuts. And They're north of Minneapolis. That's how cold <laughs> they are. Um, we were out on the Tundra vehicle looking for polar bears, and we found them. We were also happened to be eating chili that day on the Tundra vehicle, so I'm pretty sure that like the windows were open. They probably smelled the chili, but anyway. Or, or, or bears, something else. Or something. Polar <laughs> bears descended on us. It was so awesome, but our, oh our cameras huge. were so cold that they kept freezing, like literally freezing. Oh. The batteries just would freeze. My phone like basically broke. It just was like, I give up. This is too cold. Like, F you. <laughs> it just stopped. So it was just really, it was so frustrating because I was like trying to take photos. My cameraman was trying to film everything and everything just like froze oh yeah you saw polar bears yeah we did like real close what, in what kind of vehicles just regular so trucks these are tundra vehicles no they have almost like, like big um, tank a kind tank of tire yeah yeah so like the thing that goes around they're raised up off the ground really high you have to go on like a platform to get on them and they have like a heater inside so i that, would hope yeah. yeah and it's almost like bus style like seats that you slide with like the bus drop windows oh i'd love to do that so we had a couple of the windows open and this polar bear was like loping along and i'm like oh they're so cute i know they're dangerous but they're so cute <laughs> and then all of a sudden he just shoots up and his nose is in there and i was just like oh. yeah and there's a little girl she was there with her dad right in front of me like we were both looking and i just grabbed her jacket pulled her back because he was like Meh. like they are so tall and you yeah. forget and their hind just, legs are like 10 yeah. 12 feet high yeah and the nose is right in the window like Floop. and i was like mm. he he looked real skinny and real hungry, so I was like, oh, oh God. boy. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Was this for their local tourism, or was this like to protect them? Or? This was, a, yeah, we had a whole focus on conservation, but it was for um, USTOA, which was one of my biggest partners, the United States Tour Operators Association. Oh, okay. And I did 76 videos for them. So 76? Yeah, it's quite a few. So this one was with Tauk, Tour, uh, Tauk Travel, which is a... It's a really high-end tour operator, and it was um, in partnership with like Churchill and Manitoba Tourism. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we did five videos up there, and one of them was about conservation. One was about the locals, so we got to meet the locals that live there. Like, living there day in and day out, I, was, I had so much respect for them. What's their industry up there? Was there a lot tourism. of... Tourism. That's it? Pretty much. fishing? I guess it's too there's cold. There's like to dog fish. sledding tourism. Yeah. There's that. Well, they're there's, way up there. There's, um, there's like, mus they have like a museum and Is there stuff. oil up there? Is it, they doing that? Like Alaska style? Just, Not that I saw or okay. that wasn't part of our thing. Were there natives? Yes. Up there? Did you talk to them? Yes. And they were definitely like a big part of our local uh, video. It was so interesting to hear their stories yeah. about growing up First there. Nations people, First as nations. we say in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It was really interesting. We did one on food which was also interesting because they have to take, the food oh. has to come in on trains in the winter yeah. or they have to grow it right there. It's like... Did you eat like seal we, or anything like that? No, nothing crazy like that, but we had like local fish that they caught that was yeah. great and like stuff from their garden that they like preserved. Like it was... Mm. It's pretty It's hard wild. living up there. Yeah. I, I Who were the big tourists happy. up there? Is it Americans or is it like Europeans mostly? Our whole group was Japanese? Americans and they were all like older you know yeah. white-haired and just said that like this was their bucket list to see the animals the polar and they bear. were really into mostly the polar bears yeah they were really into like wildlife photography and nature and so i've like never that. seen a polar bear in the wild 
it's pretty I mean, amazing. It, yeah, it's you we can't saw, be like, can't four. be cheap though, right? Can't be can't be that cheap. No, because there's like you fly into Winnipeg and then either you yeah. can do a little thing in Winnipeg. They do like a little couple day tour thing there, and then they take a charter plane and you Oof. chartered up yeah, there. Yeah, you're and way you up stay there. At this one lodge and the lodge is like the only lodge you can really stay at. It's really nice lodge, but yeah, that's kind of it. Wow. Yeah. What a cool experience. It was really cool. So if you look back uh, aside like something like that, are there certain experiences you've had that you go in the middle of it, man, I can't really believe I'm doing this. Yeah. Almost every trip for sure. (laughs) I mean, I went to Cuba and I was like, could not believe that I was sitting in like the Havana, like there was like this Havana, like a the big hotel dance club. Well, I was in the hotel. Yeah, yeah. I was there for three nights. Oh yeah. yeah. I had I to was... sneak in though. It was, I was on my own. Oh really? I went through uh, Cancun. Oh nice. Yeah. I just brought a bunch of cash and, oh, and I was funny. like, I'm going to try to get on. And I went and got a Cubana airlines flight oh, my God. and uh, had to buy cash, had to buy a quote unquote tourist visa. You know, oh. it was like 25 bucks Yeah. or something. And this is before it opened up really. So yeah. I guess it was like 2000. 11 maybe 2010 okay. yeah and That's it was it was really earlier. cool yeah it's cool it's right? i stayed in a person's house you know in the I oh. it was a pension maybe yeah, yeah yeah and that you have to sign a little book and and everything's in cash because your atm doesn't work yeah your cards don't work there and i thought it was fascinating it is fascinating yeah and a really like vibrant like happy culture too when yeah. what i saw there they I don't really have much but they do the best with what exactly, they have exactly exactly we went to like a school. Uh, we it was really it, we. I was on a journalist visa, but because oh, okay. I was filming, so oh. couldn't like I had to be approved. The only thing is, I had a lot of people around me. Like they did not let me go on any wrong street. I couldn't like wander oh, really? off and be like. I remember trying to be like like oh, government people. Film? Oh it's yeah, like, oh yeah. can we film down there? Nope. No. Like, cor- like corralled me. I was like okay. Um, yeah. But that Communism. Was an Hope trip. of the red tape. I know. Peru was one of my favorite trips. Cartagena was one of my favorite trips. I still haven't been to Colombia. Oh, Cartagena is like such a beautiful place. I could live there. Yeah. It's like, it has this whole European feel, but it's also South America, which is like so fun and Latin and like. Colombia is a very hot spot now. Yeah. It has been found out. It has. And my friend is right there now, actually, as we really? speak. And she's never been, but she's just been posting the whole uh, time. I love it here. Love it. Yeah. Her boyfriend's from there. Oh, you know, so lucky. she's getting the she's getting the insider <laughs> tour. You know, she's getting the whole full treatment. Oh, that's so fun. But it does the the pictures look really really yeah. cool. So we uh, it's on my list. Family's house and had dinner with them, and they were just like so warm and welcoming. It was just it was so fun. Mm. It was wonderful. So any. Um, uh, food poisonings, any anything mm. like that? Where what was the worst? I had five days of the worst food poisoning on my honeymoon. Oh, a romantic in yes, Thailand. In Thailand, my country. I love that. I do love Thailand. I honestly still love Thailand. Like where didn't was it? even. I got it. I think on Koh Tao. Oh. which is like the best island and it still didn't like tarnish my experience. It was just more funny because I got it and then my husband got it like the day next day. Oh. So we both were like, wow, we're really bonding, but like not in the way that we thought. Yeah. And it was like, I need the bathroom now. <laughs> like, it was, it was You've seen rough. each other at our worst. Yes, definitely. That's good. You but also go like literally while in paradise. So we'd be like throwing up, but also be like, oh my God, oh, this is so pretty. This is so pretty. <laughs> get out of the way i gotta get yeah. to the toilet and when we went down to raleigh bay and we were really sick down there but it was that was just like one of the most phenomenal do you remember what it was could you pinpoint it what the meal was that got you no but we no we don't and i i think it was i think it wasn't anything thai i think it was like some, we went to like yeah, an american got that style burger. i know yeah i think we did something like that but who knows it could have been any little thing 
How could you not eat Thai in Thailand? It's oh, like no, the we ate a lot of Thai. We were there for four weeks, so okay. like we Maybe needed an change. occasional pizza. <laughs> I know. You either break down and have like a pizza, a burger, yeah. or a Mexican food. Don't yeah. make the Mexican mistake. That's a bad mistake to make. People can use you can make Mexican. a good pizza and a burger yeah. pretty easy. Yeah. Mexican food. If you're not in America or Mexico, it Just sucks. Don't even bother. It sucks. I think and we're spoiled with it here. Oh my god. So, so and we're we're used to just having good Mexican food all the time. I know. And it is not good. I've made that mistake in Germany. Oh. I've made it in Japan. Just because you're gone long enough, it's like I'm jonesing. I could go yeah. for some salsa. I like some. And guacamole. then you get there, and it's so disappointing <laughs> every time. And they're all saying, it's like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of, ja- of Mexican food. I'll go, well, this, like, is, well, this is, you're eating crap. Why? Yeah. If, if this is what you think it is, it's not. Yeah. No, it's Mexican, not. real Mexican food. It's fantastic. It's like my favorite. That and Italian has yes. to be my favorite. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And diverse. And there's so yeah. many different. And like healthy parts. even. Oh, fresh. it's great. Yeah. It's great. Um, you're me hungry. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, what else? Uh, your worst flight. Any bad, uh, any lost luggage, any horrible turbulence? God, um, when I was young, I was like in, I think I was like 13, 14. I was going on a school trip, which is amazing that I had a school trip that was doing this. We went to the Galapagos. From, what? Oh, wait a from my public what, high school in Woodstock, Vermont. Okay, this, is, this says a lot more about Vermont than <laughs> my public school went to Washington, D.C. in eighth grade. That was our big trip this and that's really... a long bus ride <laughs> and you went to the galapagos yeah. you know how that i still haven't it been to the so awesome that's expensive that's really yeah how big was your class we i didn't it wasn't a whole class it was like you had to participate in this like after school thing and it was did I you have to raise money like sell m&ms and I, no, I don't even know we might have had sell to do cocaine like maybe that. to pay I mean, for this true but it was only like a group of like 20 of us but it was so wow awesome. how yeah. long were you there um i think we were there for like a week and oh, on man. the way down, we had crazy like lightning rattling the plane. The storm was so bad that we had to stop in Columbia and just like sit on the tarmac for a little while and then take off again. And obviously, this is like my first trip without my parents. And it was like, everybody was like, oh, this is so cool. But like, it was actually kind of crying. terrifying. <laughs> Some people were like crying. What grade was this? I think I was in like ninth grade. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Those poor chaperones. Oh, I, know. I can't imagine. There were like three Was it all chaperones. girls or no. Oh, no. Oh, this is, I got red flags. Up. What were they thinking? That's amazing. Yeah, we all stayed on a boat and went all around the Galapagos. It wasn't like a nice boat, but it, we all stayed in a Public school. Yeah, public, public state school. school. Well, Vermont. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> mm. yeah, that was pretty rough. But honestly, like now looking back on any bad flight I've had, it's nothing's the same as with a baby because that's just makes oh, yeah. your stress level. Because you're also just so worried about annoying everybody else and just everything. It's just, there's so much that can go wrong. How about any... Blowouts, uh, screaming fits, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just a lot. And that's just you. <laughs> yeah, and that's just and that, Yeah, we haven't gotten to the baby yet. <laughs> any uh, uh, bribing of officials or cops or... Yeah. Or border patrol or anything? Just like in general? Yeah. Yeah. Customs? Um, there was definitely some of that going on in <laughs> Egypt. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But our kind of handlers took care of it. Um I've definitely like been privy to it quite a bit, especially when we have cameras. But usually, like you know, twenty bucks or something like right. gets you gets you through. I can't even like that. That happens like a lot. I think it happened in Peru where we got stopped. I think our our. I mean, just having the cameras really just makes people come up to us all the time. And, right. And sometimes it would make us have to stop and like you know go call somebody and all that stuff. But mm. I don't know. 
it's just part of it. So where do you see uh, not only your uh, site and your business going in the next five, 10 years, and where do you see like travel blogging in general? Because it's changed so much. Mm-hmm. in the last you know, five years, five, ten years. Yeah. Do you think it's going to move away from social media platforms or there's going to be a new thing coming up or is it saturated? Is it too many? How do you stand out now? I think that, yeah, I think that what people are going to have to do in the future is just really be really focused on and have some a really specific point of view or angle or, you know, you're going to... I think that there's enough people out there that you still will have an audience, you know, and if you're putting out good content and if it's tailored to a certain type of person, it'll be a lot easier to find. I think if you're just putting out general good content, you can get lost in the mix, which is too bad because there's a lot of amazing people out there and it's just really hard. There's just too many people doing it now. Too many people have figured out how to make this like their full-time gig, however they do it. But and the technology is, you know, everything looks you can make something look amazing for not much, you know, know. people carrying GoPros everywhere and, and like right. I said, drones and, you know, Absolutely. you can get amazing footage that you used to have to hire a crew to get. I know. That's true. Um, so I do think that it's, and I think the landscape's going to change. I don't know if there's going to be a new thing. I'm almost like part of me wants it and part of me doesn't because it's just like another thing to do. It's a <laughs> lot. Like I already feel like I spend a lot of time, you know, th- thinking about each social media platform. Right now I try to just really focus um, cause I can't do all of them. So I'm trying to, I think that, you know, if you focus on one platform, that's really your main and then maybe, you know, kind of pepper in a, like a couple others, but it's hard. It's, it's a great way for people to discover you and then they might fall in love with your blog or your video series through that. So I think social media will so always be there as a discovery platform, but I don't know. It's, it's very hard to stand out on it at this point. Have you, have you seen, uh, clients change their attitudes on Everything like, you know, we used to hire a lot more, you know, Instagrammers or Twitter people on these trips. And now we're we're tailoring back on that. Yeah, I actually had a client recently um, that said that they don't want anybody that's a quote unquote influencer. Like, I think they've been burned by influencers or the idea. People really starting to hate that term. Yeah. And it's (laughs) I think the fire festival really ruined that term. True. But anybody can almost be an influencer. Yeah. What does that mean? Influencing somebody by, you know putting out whatever you're putting yeah. out. I mean, I think that... You know, the stigma is just a 22-year-old in yeah. a bikini, you know, right. positive. Who doesn't... Yeah. Re- who's not professional and doesn't really, sure. like, do- follow through. So I've heard of... I just have heard of that from, on the client side. Not not obviously with me, but with other people that did, they're just not following through. And so they're kind of, like, moving away from that a little bit more. Um, I heard that, that it's not necessarily uh, the numbers yes. anymore. Because those are misleading. Right. It's the engagement and yep. the target, you know, exactly. your demographic. If it's specific, exactly. You know, but if they're a good, even if you have a lower, if you have a thousand people, mm-hmm. but those thousand people are really engaged, yeah, and listening to you and commenting, and you're having those, yeah. And I think that they're like, okay, that's a better, that's a more transactional thing than just this person that has half a million, but those people are just like liking them because they're in a bikini or whatever. Yeah, is, yeah, you know, and they're not really they're not really like going to take that trip or make that booking or do whatever that transaction is, you know? And we met through uh, travel massive, Mm -hmm. which you, are you still running it here in LA? Yeah. Uh, For people who don't, cause it comes up a lot here and I've interviewed people. I've a lot of people I've met through travel massive. Um, 
it's in every city, right? Or almost. It's I mean, if people are looking for of, chapters. Like hundreds of cities. So yeah. if you're listening to this, you're probably into travel. I'm a, I'm a, why wouldn't you if you were... If you weren't into travel, you probably tuned out long ago. (laughs) If you're still listening, um, yeah, so Travel Massive, you look it up online. There's probably, wherever you're living, a chapter somewhere. Yeah, lots of international uh, chapters. It's basically a meetup group, kind of. It's a meetup group for people in the travel industry. You have to be approved to be a part of it. So it really kind of makes sure that you're going to an event where you're going to meet other like-minded people who are working in the travel industry, whether they're a client or like a destination, an airline, a, you know, a travel tech, or they're like a journalist. So, okay. Yeah. And what is that? Uh, how much of that time, how much time does it take out of your life? It kind of depends. I really like throwing events. So it's, it's like, <laughs> it's fun for me. I love getting like people that I like together. I love have, like kind of creating this like center for the travel industry in LA because we're also spread out. LA is so spread out and it's really nice to know like, oh, I know I'll see Mike at that event. Like, you know, you it's kind of a guarantee yeah. that you'll see people that you know and like. So um, it does take some time, but I really enjoy it. We have a couple coming up. We had a little bit of a dry spell, but budgets I blame and stuff the baby. like that. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> I'm like ready to do it. But we have like a bunch coming up, which I'm really excited about. Do you ever like I, I now that I live over here on this side of town, on yeah. the west side of town, we went to that one, the I think it was Montana, yeah, Montana, and they had it downtown, yes, and uh, at rush hour, and that it took one. you. You said it took two hours. It took me like two hours to yeah. get here, so, <laughs> to get there from, here. and it was so painful. And that's only and like, I felt what, bad. like 13 miles. And it took me an hour, and I was yeah, yeah. and I was halfway there from where yeah. you were. And now from living here, I'm going. Well, I have more sympathy now it than was, ever. Yeah, it was. Do you like talk a, them out of it I if do. they tell that I do. Honestly, at this point, um, we've had two in downtown LA, and both the second one was with, Jer- I think it was, oh, it was with um, the Czech Republic. Oh, I went to that one. Yeah. I, mean, I did the beer tasting. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, right. <laughs> that was a fun That was event. fun. And it was cool. But it was an art gallery, but it was, it was you know, the neighborhood was, you know, The neighborhood was a little crazy. A little shady. But um, I was a little nervous walking in my car, I remember. <laughs> yeah. um, but a lot of people just backed out last minute. And yeah. even a few, one person texted me and said, I'm here, but I'm too scared to get out of the car, so I'm going to drive back home. <laughs> and I drove, they drove like from all the way from Santa Monica. So, yeah, that I've kind of said downtown LA is going to be rough with turnout, but if you're really hell bent on it, just know yeah. ex- know that. So now it's mostly West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, yeah. West Side. Well, a lot of people who are used to most cities down, they think, oh, downtown, it's where the action is. Yeah. Everybody will go there, and it's like uh, LA's a little little different. It's a little different. <laughs> so they don't There's know. a lot of action in downtown. Yeah, it's there is. Really but hard it's to just, get to. It's just yeah, <laughs> and especially to have it like a, on a weeknight week in rush hour, and it's yeah. just like oh boy, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a big. They say LA people flake a lot, but I don't know. It's just more, you know, it's, you're talking two hours of your life. Yeah. Just like, and that's just like one way. <laughs> yeah. Better be good. Better be good when you get I there. I know. Um, okay. So let's wrap this up. I know you got a baby to get home yeah. to and watch sleep. <laughs> Did she sleep through the whole night? Oh my God. I hope so. She, <laughs> she uh, has been. We've been lucky with that. Okay. It, I mean, she wakes up at like 6.30 morning begins, but that's fine. Okay. Well, now we, you get in all your plugs now for your uh, your sites, your uh, okay. social media and everything. Just l- tell people where they can find you. Okay. So my site is kellyfarrow.com. F-E-R-R-O. And it's Kelly with two E's. K-E-L-L-E-Y. How often has that been misspelled in your life? My dad misspelled it. <laughs> so often. <laughs> Did he misspell it on the birth certificate? It's like, oh, now she's stuck with it. Pretty much. Like, he still forgets. Um, (laughs) And my Instagram's the same, just Kelly Farrow. My Twitter's the same. And then my Facebook is Kelly Farrow Travels. And so, and that is the same as my YouTube, Kelly Farrow Travels. Okay. Yeah. 
cool. Yeah. And if can people, uh, I don't know, do, what do most people, when they write you, do they ask you to travel questions or do they just say, hey, are you get creeps? Oh, I get creeps, but I just uh, I ignore those things. I know. It's got to be so weird. Yeah. but like I feel so sorry for the women who get like... I know. It's I be, actually know someone. I would shudder like, to probably read your, the mail you get. But I just like you can tell right away, like yeah. for, almost from like the first like line. I'm just like delete, delete, <laughs> delete, delete, and then like you never open a photo, so yeah, you delete all of Joe at FolsomPrison.com. <laughs> um, I get a lot of questions. I've noticed just as being a mom, I get a lot of questions about that because a lot wow. of people now want to travel. It's not like back in the day where you just didn't travel as much when you had kids or you just kind of did the like easy, like you did the cruise, you did the Disneyland. Now it's like people want to do adventurous travel or they want to go places that are not, you know, seen as a family friendly destination. And so a lot of people are asking me questions about that and like what to pack, what to bring, you know, how did you survive? I'm like, wine, wine really helps. <laughs> hey, yeah. Ah, uh, the old classic. <laughs> Yeah, so what, that's uh, been helpful. Okay, give her one, uh, if you could give one mom tip of travel, <laughs> what would you say other than, uh, other wine, than wine for yourself? <laughs> I mean, baby related, <laughs> which is kind of baby related. Um, I guess. Is there a new product out there that you swear by? That It's so it's dependent like moms, on the get, age, though, you never yeah. know. I feel like the biggest thing for me would be just picking up, it's just not trying to rush. Because I'm such a, and that's more me like talking to like myself. Like overschedule too. stuff? Don't overschedule. Don't go in with like a whole agenda for all the things you're going to do. Maybe spend a few extra days in whatever city that you're starting in. And I feel like it's just important just to like settle in and not have a lot of expectations and just enjoy it. Because then you can actually have fun and a lot of unexpected things will happen and it'll be, and you'll can roll with it. But I feel like you just have to slow down. Right. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to do more and more of that. I think yeah. just naturally, but... It's nice. But also, you miss a lot when you're right. rushing. You try to see as much... I understand wanting to... Check out the things. Yeah, and, in, and I have this curiosity. I want to see the things. Yeah. I want to go. But after a while, it's exhausting. Right. And the constant moving and packing and unpacking. Oh, yeah. In and out Finding of a new place to stay. And you waste this. a lot of time doing that. You do. Like you could be doing something else, having a lovely, leisurely lunch somewhere. You and know? meeting the people. Right. You know? I mean, that's... You got to stay still sometimes mm-hmm. and just... And especially in a place like Italy. I mean, yeah. It's like, built for staying still. You're like, you know what? I think lunch should be three hours. Exactly. And it should involve wine <laughs> and a little <laughs> nap afterwards. Dead. I think that's civilized. And it was nice that you recognized people in the town by the end of the, your stay there. Yeah. It's so nice. And they know your baby. Yeah. Is, is Pharaoh, is, is your family from there? Yeah. Did you go to, do you know where they're from? Like, what? Yeah, they're from right outside of Naples. Oh. I have been to the town. Yeah. Oh, were there other pharaohs? Yeah. Did you see? I didn't really see any other pharaohs there, but my I have like a really big family on that side. And oh, I really? A big Italian came. family? Yeah, a big what Italian are the odds? family. Well, you're kidding. I'm going to Sicily this fall, so I think there's some Sicilian there too, so I'll have to do some digging. I might be there in, I'm trying to be, last week of June. Oh, After cool. uh, Africa. Oh, wow. My uh, my friend from high school is having his 20th wedding anniversary there. They got married 20 years ago in Sicily. Awesome. And so well, doing, I was there yeah. in 99, and then we're all going to try to go back. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun. You've been before? No, uh, just briefly off of a cruise. I went to Terramina. Okay. Which That's is great. beautiful. But just, you know, just there and then back on the ship. So I'm going... It's a different kind of Italy. Yeah. It's like redneck Italy. It is. It's, it's fun. But it's really beautiful. Like the northerners like make a, fun of them. In a crumbling way. It's yeah, really beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ruins too. If yeah. you like history and stuff, it's pretty... And different like style of food. Yeah, the food's a little different. Mm-hmm. It's like the like most of the Italian food that we know here is mostly Sicilian. Like yeah, those heavy red true. sauces. Because most of the immigrants, I guess, came from... 
there. Yeah, that's true. So a lot of the things we think of as Italian food are more Sicilian than like love, northern like the desserts Italian and stuff. Too. Yeah, northern, yeah. more than northern Italian. But it's cool. You'll love it. Oh my god, you're getting me hungry again. I know. I'm sorry. It's too much food. I, <laughs> for some reason, I always bring it back to food, probably because I love it. I know. Uh, okay. Finally, with with all this uh, travel that you've had and all the things you've done around the world, what has it taught you about? Uh, yourself? What has it taught you about people and maybe uh, America? And what is it? What has it taught you? How has it changed you as a person? Oh my gosh. I feel like it's been like, that's why I think I love travel so much is because I feel like it's such an education and I've learned way more traveling than I did in any of, you know, schools and any other situations. I think it just teaches you to be self-reliant and also teaches you to be really open-minded. And I found, I just think every trip makes me a better person. And I feel like I'm my best self when traveling because I'm way more outgoing. Um, I'm approaching people. I'm really, you know, way more accepting. And when you're home, you're kind of like in your routine and you have your blinders on and you're not going to like talk to the random person on the street. But when you're traveling, you need help or you're really curious about how the locals are doing it. So you just feel like you're You're hyper aware. Yeah, you're in the moment. You're really there and really present. So I just think it makes me like a better person. And I try to remember that after each trip and bring that here and you know, try to look at things here with those same kind of eyes. But it's just, you know, it's so amazing to travel to the ends of the earth, to Papua New Guinea, and then just realize that we're all the same. Like, all people are just the same, fundamentally, you know? And they're fundamentally good, and they're fundamentally the same. So it's a nice reminder that even though we're in a world where there's always talking about people's differences, it's really, it's a reminder that we're really all just kind of doing the same thing, same love, same fears, same cares and worries, you know? Has having the baby altered your views in any way of travel or yeah or where do you think the world is headed are you more did you think about it as much beforehand it's got to force you to think maybe about the future a little oh definitely i'm like really really heartbroken about what we're doing to our planet especially like and i've always been heartbroken about it but it's really sad to think that i think my daughter will be okay but like her kids are really not gonna have like a planet that the way that we did and i mean it's changing so rapidly. That's what gets me the most. Um, and also just, I'm kind of worried that the world is going to all become too much the same because now it's just, you know, you information. You get a Starbucks in every... Um, yeah, and flights are getting easier and faster and things are just getting, it's getting so much easier to travel, which is great, but it's also just making everything kind of more the same. And that's kind of... And it's also making a lot of the big places uh, crowded. Yeah, crowded, like westernized, is yeah. still seen as like the great, the like the optimum. I don't know. So that's kind of that's a little bit of a bummer. I think it's going to be harder and harder to find those like off the beaten path places. They will exist, but it'll just be harder. That's why they have people like us. I know. Got to keep going. <laughs> keep keep going beyond. Yeah. Well, this is great. Thank you for doing this. Um, I'm glad we could uh, make it happen after five years. I know. Sorry. I'm glad you you took a break from uh, diapers. It was actually a much needed break. So thank you for the opportunity. Well, the good news, when you get home, there's wine. That is true. That is true ASAP. (laughs) Okay. That's Kelly Farrow, everybody. And go to kellyfarrow.com, right? And see everything that is uh, Kelly Farrow. And uh, follow her on social media and everything else. And we'll see your videos online and on television. Perfect. Kelly Farrow, everybody. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Five months, how it grows. Five months, 
now I begin to show. 